Praise the Lord for this opportunity that He's given us. And praise the Lord for the good news and the joy that it gives us that we can be a comfort and blessing to one another through that. I think we have that good news, but at the same time, we have grief in this life, and we want to offer our condolences uh, to our brother Hambartsum and his family. He has lost his brother's wife. She has died to this world, but she's with Jesus. And this is something that it is part and parcel of this life, and it's inevitable. And the message of death for us is a message of life in itself. Because when we lose a loved one, it gives us an opportunity to analyze our own lives and our standing with the Lord. And put this question to ourselves that when our time comes, how will I be able to face my maker? Uh, therefore, the Lord has put it to my heart today to preach about something which means analyzing our own situation and our own hearts. Because this is a message very relevant to the communion table because it says, let everyone analyze their lives and hearts before they participate in the table. And in reality, this is not something which is a requirement only at the communion table, but it is something that we have to do daily with our own lives. And this can be a very good habit that we can make and do it daily in our lives. Generally speaking, I do this before I fall asleep at night. I analyze myself, what kind of a person have I been today? Having done that, then I give the opportunity to the Holy Spirit to do its analyzing work in me. And because I do this daily and I'm doing the analysis for that day, I can very well remember where I have fallen short. And for example, then the Holy Spirit tells me that, Edward, today at half past ten, you said something which didn't 
bring credit to or honor to yourself. You have to repent of it. Or later on at 1.15, you were talking to somebody on the telephone and you were a bit short with him. Repent. And at 4 o'clock, you weren't as you should be with your wife. Of course, some men don't consider this a sin. But actually, when the Holy Spirit uh, reproaches us, then we should take note. And this self-analysis is so important because after that, then I can bring myself under the blood of Jesus and depend on his intercession for me. And ask the Holy Spirit to work in me and yes. heal me. Jesus, yeah, and for the blood of Jesus to cleanse me. And then when the time comes for me to feel as, fall asleep, then I feel that I'm right with the Lord. And just in case I don't wake up in the morning, then I know that my standing was right with the Lord. Excellent. Yes. <laughs> Do you think this is a good habit? I think it's an excellent habit. Therefore, I want to encourage you to regularly analyze yourself. Before I continue, I want to read these two verses. Psalm 139. 24 and 25. 23 and 25. Search me, O Lord, and know my heart. Test me and know my anxious thought. See if there is any offensive way in me and lead me in the way everlasting. David This is something that David asks the Lord to do for him and also he himself is analyzing himself, searching himself. What are the benefits when we have been searching ourselves? The first benefit is that when we have done such an analysis, we realize our secret sins. I think in other words, that we have committed ourselves to radiology or endoscopy. And even sometimes we um, apply ourselves to scanning so we can see minute faults also. And 
because the word of God says catch the foxes when they're small because they can ruin the harvest. Because often we overlook sins that are secret from, uh, close from the others and we ourselves don't consider them as sins. But when we analyze our souls and allow the Holy Spirit to do the same, we become co-workers with the Holy Spirit. We are working in ourselves and we allow the Holy Spirit to do the work. This enables us to discover the minute sins and faults that we all have. If you look around you in the church, maybe you don't notice any dust. But if we were suddenly to have a very strong sun, which is not so common in England, see it, we would see a lot of dust and dirt. A lady was saying that she had washed her, her husband's white shirt and she had hung it on the um, rope outside, washing line outside. It was a white shirt. Started to snow. And suddenly she realized how dirty the white shirt was. By comparison to the whiteness and the purity of the snow, the shirt looked very dirty. If we had a glass here, and Charles would probably understand that better. Uh, with our human eyes, if we look at it, we will not be able to see anything in the water. But if we were to analyze a drop of it under microscope, we would see minute particles and microbes and articles in there that by the human eye we could not see. And this is one of the byproducts of analyzing the self. It enables us to know ourselves as we really are. And when we get to know ourselves after that analyzing, it draws us towards being more holy. From there we move on, from the microscope we move on to the surgery theater. And then the Holy Spirit begins to do its surgical and healing work and surgical work on us. And the areas in our life like Isaiah when he saw himself 
by comparison to Christ and in the life of Christ, light of Christ, he realized that what a sinful person he was and how unclean his lips were. But the Lord encouraged him to say, there is a way out for you, there is healing for you. And we know what happened. The uh, heavenly flame touched his lips and cleansed his lips. Why is it that some believers remain in the same sin for years and years and years? And that sin becomes ordinary for them. They live with it. Uh, they don't feel any discomfort when they lie. They gossip. They are jealous. They show bitterness. They never uh, for, um, ask for forgiveness. And never repent from these sins. Because they don't allow the Holy Spirit to work in their character and to show to them where they are falling short. As a result, the sin takes root in their character and personality and becomes part, and part, uh, part of their fabric. Uh, after Brother, Edward, uh, Brother Elias preached last week, I put a question to you. What will happen if you don't collect the rubbish and, and the garbage from your home for a whole year? What will happen? What will happen? None of us haven't tried this. But if we don't throw our rubbish away for a whole year, there will be an awful stink. Would we be able to continue living at home like that? So many diseases would take over our lives. Sadly, in our hearts and in our minds, so many rubbishy sins have taken root and remained. Why? Because they never analyze their, themselves and don't ask the Holy Spirit to teach them and cleanse them of it. And gradually they, they have remained there and there's a built up of sin. Yes, uh, someone was dying and they asked Brother Edward to go and pray for that person. This person had cancer. Uh, he considered himself a believer when I entered the room. He was uh, one of the members of the church. I don't want to name that church. It doesn't matter, uh, sadly, 